Greetings to all you listeners to the Earth Centre Midlands podcast here in Coventry. May we walk together with a clean mind, clean heart and clean spirit. We are here to give you the tools to further deepen your cleanup process, enabling you to be closer to the spiritual aspect of your existence. We welcome you on our walk back to human unity and our reconnection with nature. Episode 3, An Initiate's Journey, by Wizam and Tara. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Earth Centre Coventry podcast. As always, it's nice to be present for you. And here with me is a fellow initiate called Bixar. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Yes, here in Coventry. A little cold outside, but we're, we're doing okay. It's nice to hear. Um, we will be talking to two um, initiates from the Newark School. Newark? Newark? Newark School. <laughs> with um, Mumbasha. Mumbasha? Have I said that right? <laughs> and Tara Kuskli. <laughs> How are you doing, guys? We're doing good. 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 Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Okay. Um, this podcast is to share some um, perspectives on your initiation. Um, we know that initiation is a vital part of becoming a human being, and we don't hear it very often from um, the modern society where we live. We only hear about it from people who live in um, indigenous cultures and what they have to go through, like a rite of passage. But, you know, since uh, the comedic knowledge has been taken away from modern society, it's very hard for people to move into life, as it were. So, um, as I said, Tara and Wizam, it's very nice to have you here. So just tell me, which part of the state is Newark in? It's in uh, New Jersey, so just outside New York City. Okay. About Jersey, that one. Very cold. Nice. East Coast. <laughs> East Coast. Yeah, we're on the East Coast. We're in the tri-state area. I mean, a lot of people in the States may know it as the tri-state area. So okay. that's like New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Oh. And it's considered the tri-state area. Okay. Yeah. All right, then. Okay, well, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I would like to ask you, either one can go first, either one, how did your journey lead you to the Earth Centre? Okay, <laughs> a big question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking for myself, um, I, um, well, I'm a psychologist by profession, and I would say in my final year of grad school, I started having some experiences during meditations um, that I couldn't explain, mm -hmm. let's just say. Um, 
And already I was kind of on a search at that point to just learn more about spirituality. What I had learned growing up um, through Catholicism didn't seem to quite fit. Okay. Um, so I was kind of on a search, searching for Buddhist meditations, what is Hinduism all about, kind of exploring the Eastern religions, and then started having some of these experiences that I couldn't quite explain. Mm. So that kind of launched me into more of a quest around spirituality at that point. Mm. I had kind of dropped maybe Christianity at that point in my journey, but started exploring um, shamanism, shamanistic traditions, yeah. getting connected with a woman who had trained in uh, Peru and uh, learned about energy healing, kind of got slotted into more of the new age space yeah. of spirituality. Uh, you know, here in the States, and I'm sure in the UK too, it's a big movement yes, now, the new age movement of just kind of like, almost like picking and choosing little pieces from different spiritual traditions here and there and kind of like what, trying on for size what fits. Yeah. You know, and so that's kind of the journey that I was in at that point. Um, started doing more energy healing myself. Um, and then... At that point, a few years later, um, I had met with Sam. Uh -huh. And for people that, who don't know on the podcast, we're actually married. Um, but uh, we were friends at that point, and he had invited me to an event, um, an indigenous event called Aniwa Gathering. Okay, yeah. And this event is put on by organizers who gather indigenous leaders from different tribes across the world, um, bring them into one setting and have them present on their um, ceremonies, um, wisdom. Um, there's a lot of things that happen during that event. And we just happened to meet um, some of the Dogon tribe. So. Nice. Nava Irita and some other initiates that he had with him during that event. And, you know, I was listening to him talk and um, just, you know, so the knowledge was so deep. I didn't get all of it at that point, but the little that I started to get, I was like, okay, this is interesting. This is piquing my curiosity in a way. And um, I left that event and to be honest, some things started happening. I started having some dreams. I started having some things I couldn't exactly explain. Um, repetitive dreams where um, Naba Irita even came in some of those dreams and said certain things. And at that point, Wassam was connecting more with the Earth Center and exploring uh, what the Earth Center had to offer. I was still in contact with him at that point. He was kind of explaining to me certain things he was picking up and learning here and there. And I was intrigued, but to be honest, like wasn't really interested in like any sort of organized spiritual movement yeah. or group or initiation for that matter. I didn't even know what initiation was, okay. but I wasn't interested. <laughs> you know? I was like, this is, you know, this is not for me. Um, and being of Caucasian descent, I really, didn't think it was for me yeah. to be honest at mm. first I, I just thought you know this is a movement for um the diaspora right mm. this is for people african americans or people of african descent who are connecting back to their culture and 
I didn't, I didn't want to step in on something that where, you know, I wasn't supposed to kind of be, Yeah, that's how I was thinking Mm -hmm. at that point. Um, but I was still intrigued, you know, and I, I took a trip to Montreal actually while Wassam was there with Naba Irita and I brought some of my questions. I brought some of my dreams. I brought some of the things I was experiencing and I just had a really long conversation with him and you know, he brought a lot of things that made sense yeah. in a way that I hadn't been able to connect the dots before in other spiritual traditions. Um, you know, and and he made it clear to me that this is for every everyone. Yeah. Initiation is for everyone. That's this it. is a human thing. This is a thing where, you know, all of our ancestors at some point um, come back f- from these indigenous traditions and we've lost them yeah. at some point in time, just some of us farther back than others yeah. have lost them. And so all that kind of started to make sense to me. And at that point that was maybe, um, November of like 2019, I think, or 18 at that point. And at that point, I started to become more and more clear that the initiation was something I had to do. I had to learn more. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know why. I was still uh, maybe a little even skeptical at that point or resistant or hesitant. Yeah. I didn't want to be a part of any sort of like organized group or organized religion, you know, if yeah. that's what it was going to be. <laughs> you know, um, I had all sorts of fears around that. But um the more I learned, then he traveled to Marita and kind of, you know, I learned more through even like him taking that trip and just dropping pieces of wisdom he was gathering along the way. And by the time I think June 2019 rolled around, I was ready to start to step in to initiation, not knowing exactly what I was getting <laughs> into, but I stepped into it at that point. Wonderful. To be honest, I don't think anybody knows what they're stepping into. They have an idea, but it's... <laughs> I mean, Hi. from the way that we're all chuckling, we can only find out, right? Yeah, maybe we, we might need to expand upon that a little bit for people. <laughs> it's nothing sinister of the, the opposite, but um, yeah. We'll come on to some of the challenges, but that, that's lovely, um, uh, Tara. Thank you. Um, and I... I can relate to some of that being of Caucasian, you know, European descent in, in, in that respect, but also connecting with the indigenous and, and, and coming in um, via a, a myriad of different or a number of different um, traditions and uh, consciousness movements and things like that. Maybe we'll just pause you for a moment there um, to get your breath <laughs> while we're Sam, you, you can tell us your story. <laughs> Of how you, how, what your your lead up to, to coming into initiation with the center. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, my my story is a bit. It really spawns over like a course of about like ten years or so. So uh, when I was seventeen, uh, I started having some interesting experiences. I started, you know, picking up on things like perceiving things or hearing things or being able to pick up on things outside of like the the normal five senses that everyone uh primarily functions on especially in this uh society and so as those things like continue to progress i started to really question the nature of you know 
the context of our so-called reality mm. in this particular uh, in this particular system and how things are really you know posited and how we're really conditioned and how we're really educated and as I started to really you know kind of like peek behind the curtain like the the Wizard of Oz curtain and really try and look to see what's really behind it yeah. I just started having more and more questions and more and more questions and as I really started questioning these experiences, I was finding that a lot of the answers I was getting hit with was like, you know, you have like a, like you have a problem, you have an issue, like you have a mental illness. And I'm like, I don't know if I have <laughs> mental illness. It seems kind of like, it seems like I'm kind of picking up on something that you may not be picking up on, but that doesn't necessarily mean like there's something wrong. And that was like the only thing I was really getting hit with was like, no, like you have like a mental illness. It could be schizophrenia. It could be bipolar. It could be this. It could be that, et cetera, et cetera. And the only thing we can do for you is to really give you some meds to, you know, help stabilize yourself, really stop those voices that you're hearing. And I was just like, I don't know. This kind of seems like, a one flew over the cuckoo's nest kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. Like they're just trying to really like appease you and really keep you like inside the playpen for lack yeah. of a better term. So after a while, just like, you know, I don't really know like what this is and I'm not really satisfied with the answers that I'm getting from, you know, the modern medical system and their approach. Yeah. So let me kind of put this on the back burner for now. And then just went about my life and went about pursuing like uh, like my career and going about and all those kind of things. And then uh, about this happened when I was 17, like when everything kind of started or what we call in the traditions, like whatever was in the blood activated or whatever was in the blood came online. Yeah. And so then about 10 years later, I found myself really at like a, impasse or across the road like a like not really knowing which path to take at that point because I felt like everything was kind of just like I was kind of like banging my head against the wall because yeah. it was like I felt like I was checking all the boxes I was doing everything that I needed to be doing in order to yield results like for my career and for my life yeah. and for like everything like the American dream <laughs> but nothing was really yielding results so I was saying to myself, like, there's something that I'm missing here. And at the time I was living in Los Angeles and I kept having this and I was living in Los, I lived in Los Angeles for about three years. And every night I had the same dream and I just kept having this recurring dream every night for three years. Wow. And I was like, man, I don't know what it is, but something's going on and I'm obviously missing something. Like there's something right in front of my face and I need to figure out like what is trying to communicate or like what I need to figure out to take this next step because it's kind of like I turn left and then I end up on this street. I turn right and I end up on this street. I move back, I end up on this street. So I said to myself, all right, let me see how I can really, you know, look into these things. And so at the time, the only options were kind of like, you know, uh, like psychiatrist or psychology, more modern, modern medicine, yeah. that type of approach. 
So I was like, okay, I already know what they're going to tell me. I already know what their course of action is, how they're going to try and help me or give me the answers that I'm seeking. So I started looking into other things. And then from there, I started looking into like, you know, Eastern philosophy and different like spiritual systems and stuff like that. And then it wasn't until a little bit, a few years down the road that I met, uh, I had a friend of mine, her name was Susan. And she was like, you know, it's really time for you to meet the indigenous. I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) So I was like, whoever the indigenous are, no problem. So she introduces me to a friend uh, that is the individual that like organizes Aniwa. And so I meet him. And when I meet him, they're all kind of like, oh, you, you got to be a Dogon. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. How did you know that? Yes, of course. But at the time I had no idea who the hell the Dogon were, but I'm just like, yeah, of course. Yeah. How did you know that? And then from there, uh, he was like, you know, for the questions that you have and for what's going on in your life, I know a guy and he's probably the only guy that can uh, give you the answers that you're looking for or help you and give you the help that you really need. And I was like, okay, no problem. And he introduces me to Naba Irita. And then this was, I think, like July, I want to say July 20. 17 or 16 i can't remember off the top of my head i think it was 2017 and then later like a couple months later in september of that year i ended up meeting him at aniwa and then from there it was just like the rest was history i was like well wherever you're going i'm going so where are you going after this and then from there it just like started really getting those answers like finding out who was really communicating with me in those Mm. dreams you know what I was picking up on and like what the modern society deems an illness and all these different things and from there it was just kind of like the rest is history I was like well I guess they were right to some degree in terms of you know like being a Dogon (laughs) stuff because I was like I'm I'm not leaving at this point (laughs) so you've got this Dogon stuff now (laughs) <laughs> yeah i've got i mean i've got it now <laughs> You've got it. oh wow really interesting so your journey's been quite a long one then yeah it's been really 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 long but you know it was just kind of like the the interlude yeah it's like the introduction to the uh to the to the main course wow so what has been the benefits of your journey um with the earth center and how can you use this to benefit others well, I'll just piggyback off of what I was just saying. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that I think that are, you know, really pigeonholed and really generalized into uh, overgeneralizations and oversimplifications mm. of what's going on with them. Because, I mean, you know, every, every person is a unique individual and it is a unique composition of energies. So, like, you can't, like there's a big difference between me and Tara and there's a big difference between Bixa and Yetepia and just what goes into our constitution, you know, who our ancestors are, you know, what our ancestors were doing, you know, like 
what's with us in terms of like what could be with us spiritually what could be with us physically like you know what's really making up what we are what we call you know a human being or yeah. humans so i would say you know what the earth center has provided for me is it's provided a huge foundation for me to step back into a different approach that my ancestors had and that our ancestors had that doesn't necessarily cater to anyone's agenda yeah. or what you know people want to pigeonhole you as or like their narrow minded uh like uh blinder approach of things where mm -hmm. it just kind of like it can only be one thing yeah. or we can only deal with this aspect of the human being or that we only approach things from this perspective so the earth center has helped me a lot because it allowed me to have that gateway into the original indigenous culture and particularly our ancestors culture to really have that foundation again to approach things from a different perspective to really understand what a human being is what goes into the aspects of a human being and what these different things can manifest as and what these so-called issues or things that we call mental illness actually are and placing them in the proper context and yeah. framing in order to effectively make use of what those abilities are and what is actually going on okay um yeah on my end uh the initiation and the earth center i think it's just helped immensely with like groundedness with stability with practicality i mean it's just huge it's like just getting back to being human yeah. essentially yeah that's that's what, that's what i was trying to say right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You know, it's like this, the basics of initiation, like just strip everything away. And uh, I think coming from like the new age spirituality space, speaking for myself, and I think a lot of people who are in that, I, I was definitely coming from a very like love and light perspective and everything's beautiful. And we're mm. all just souls having an experience here on earth you know, which is great. And, and there's some truth to that to a certain extent, but it doesn't really give you the groundedness and the tools and the practicality to walk through life as a human in connection with other humans and in connection with nature. Um, that's really what we've lost, you know, as humans in the modern society. It's like our, our link and our basis in reality is nature. And I think that's the biggest thing that I have taken away from initiation and going, going back to Merita, going back to the homeland where there's still these things intact, temples, yeah. divinities, um, you know, this, this living in nature traditions. I mean, all of that has been huge just to like shift my entire perspective on what it is to be human. Yeah, and uh, and just uh, terminology. So Merita uh, is uh, <laughs> is the b beloved land uh, in a way that, that that's the essence of it. 
um, which is in, in, in another way of saying it's traditional Africa. So it's a, a Medu word or a hieroglyphic word to, to say that. And um, yeah, just, just building on that then, the, what are the types of things that you, you have learned or you've grown into in initiation that are helping you through life now in, because you're still in the West, you're still in uh, the East Coast of America. And yeah, how does initiation, which is this traditional ancient understanding of the order of things, you know, steeped in nature, steeped in the non-material as well as the material. It's got all aspects, the divine as well as the the ancestors in there, the world of the dead. How does that all help living a life which is also modern? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting question because sometimes those things feel like they're in conflict at times this kind of like modern way of living or the way we've lived up until now and then coming into initiation you have to kind of learn a whole new way of being and especially being within a community setting you know we have an earth center here in newark and we're building a community a community of initiates of uh, people who have families who are coming from different walks of life all ages, all backgrounds, mm. and we're trying to come together as this community, right? Having events, doing some group spiritual practices, coming together for classes, coming together to work and support the growth of the Earth Center. And that I think has been the biggest challenge of initiation, just working together with a community and different people, different ideas, different walks of life. And I think the practical aspect of initiation, you know, what it gives you to navigate that is, is huge in terms of, you know, understanding how traditional communities worked and how they do work back yeah. in the culture. And that everyone has the role, everyone has a way that they fit, Every, everyone has a way that they contribute. And um, it's not going to always be smooth, yeah. but I think that, here in the West, that's really what we've been lacking is just any sense of community, um, any sense of unity. So that to me has been the biggest challenge. And then the biggest learning experience of what I've taken away from initiation is how to fit into community and just work with others. Wonderful. Thank you. What's that? Um, I'm going to take a little bit of a different, uh, a different approach and say, you know, like, humans like in human beings like we have we have an origin like we come from something like we come from somewhere and i would say that there's a uh there's a particular way and approach of like doing things that uh, we're kind of relegated to here in the west and from the academia approach and from the western approach in terms of just how to approach life and how to approach uh, like what we call existence or the universe and like what what this thing is that we're all here experiencing. And it really, it really has given a context into, you know, like the way you can think about things 
and the way you can approach things and how even when you're thinking about something, you can you can be walking down a particular path. And at the end of the day, there's no such thing as a path without a destination. There's no such thing as a path without a without a home or a trail leading to that home. And I think we are really at a disadvantage being in the West because we're conditioned, educated, and raised. And we're, we have these values that are instilled in us by those that are coming from a very particular path. And they've been walking down this path for a very long time. And I think we don't have the benefit of knowing where that path originated from, where that approach originated from. And we're kind of left, you know, naked out in the cold without a preparation as to know really where our conditioning is coming from, the approach of our conditioning, the context of that conditioning. And I know it's very easy to throw around like buzzwords like colonialism and, you know, like colonizer and stuff like that. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that we live in a post-colonial society. Like we live in a society that is a result of colonialism. But we really have to understand that we have to look back historically as to when or what was the origin point of that colonialism to really have an understanding of the system that we're a part of and where it derives from Mm. and where that culture began and where the fundamental pieces of that culture came from to really have a fighting chance to even understand the context in which we're in presently. And to me, that's one of the biggest things that the Earth Center can provide to you are the tools and the perspective and the approach of what our ancestors were doing before colonialism came along and what they were really, how they were functioning. Because we really have to think about, you know, what our ancestors were doing and what the so-called foreigners that, you know, came to find our original ancestral culture deemed as so wrong in order for things to play out the way that they did. Because we've really been educated by the people that won, you know, for like quote unquote won in terms of really dominating and having that approach of like, I'm going to dominate you and I'm going to ensure that I, uh, you know, really impose my authority on you in whatever way that I can. So I would say that it's important for us to have a, it's important for us to have the ability to be exposed to a pro, an approach that's not coming from the colonizer, that's not coming from colonialism. Yeah. And it's really hard to find that when everything in our lives is dominated by that approach from academia, from the media, from history. Yeah. and. I could go on for days in terms of all the things that are dominated by that. So I would say that that's 
one of the biggest things that the Earth Center gives you the ability to gain access to. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that approach. Um, it's particularly when you said um, the part in which um, our ancestors' culture, mm. when the invaders came, they came to dominate. But what hasn't been said is what is the path what was the path of our ancestors the the, the, the people who came to invade they had a goal they had a path but what was the path where were we headed where were the ancestors headed and why was it such a thing for the invaders to come in and say uh-uh not not in this lifetime yeah so it was, it was it's nice to hear your perspectives um but you know the earth center's mission is to um preserve and promote the ancestral culture um, mm -hmm. for the support and well-being of, of all people. Um, it has been a long, hard journey for the both of you and many of us in the Earth Centre. Um, and for me... But worth it. It's but worth, worth I was going to say, if somebody had told me what I had to go through in order to be here, I would have said no, but I'm glad I have. <laughs> exactly. yeah. so, I mean, uh, I, I'm glad no one told me it wasn't <laughs> because I'd be like, nah, it's not for I me. <laughs> but looking back, it's it's worth it, and it, it continues, is. right? It's yeah. a never-ending journey, even when you get to mm. you know your graduation day. It continues, ah, which is the next point. It's coming up for you guys soon. Um, Wizam and Tara have completed their first year in initiation per Ainke level and they will be graduating very soon and receiving their new names, mm. which I will be excited to hear. <laughs> you yes, and I me both. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would like to ask a question because on this point of initiation being challenging mm -hmm. and I, I remember sitting with my group my generation my cohort the group that I was working with and most of the steps along the way someone will be saying this is hard this is challenging mm -hmm. and I remember thinking to myself at that stage yeah but no one said it wasn't going to be mm -hmm. so we do they there is this you know up front it's going to be challenging guys mm -hmm. what and with Sam you said you know if someone had told me how <laughs> challenging it would have been I wouldn't but I wouldn't look back now and say you know, yeah. not. I'm glad. I'm glad I I've gone through it. What is yeah. it about that challenge that you know makes it tough, hmm. but worth it? I would say, you know, I really think about like uh, there's something we get in the initiation about the 19th of Tehuti, right? And like to give a context or to give like a, a little bit of insight into the 19th of Tehuti. It's a it's a day where the the world of the gods really or the these divinities expose themselves to humanity and ask like you know what's your goal like what are you guys looking to do and like we're talking about like everyone's ancestors were there like I can't even like just trying to imagine that event is like unfathomable to me at times like you know it's probably like the stuff that the bible and all these religious books like are always trying to like get at but it's like a really poor bad copy or like a really bad like chinese knockoff in terms of like a purse or something 
in terms of just like what it is in terms of what really happened that day. Yeah. And when I think about that, I start thinking about like, I mean, it would be foolish of me to be like, oh, well, I'm thinking about like, you know, like what this person's ancestors were doing or that person's ancestors were doing. No, I mean, if I'm being honest, the people that I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about my ancestors mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, what were they doing? Like, what did they say mm -hmm. on that day? Like, and what we learn is that everyone's ancestors took a vow on that day. And to me, it makes me think about that vow and what my ancestors said. And to know that all these thousands of years later, that here I am, and that torch has been passed to me. And whether I know it or not, that vow has been made. And to me, knowing that I'm picking up that vow when I'm stepping back into the initiation, mm -hmm. when I'm stepping back into the earth center and what the earth center is giving me that gate back into, yeah. then I'm like, no matter what, no matter how hard it is, I want that. I'll take that over anything else that someone could try and like convince me or fool yeah. me into. So for me, it makes it worth it knowing that I have the ability to connect with my ancestors, be in touch with my ancestors, understand what my ancestors are yeah. and who they were and what they did and actually have this working knowledge of something useful and practical that has to do with life and where we come from, where we're going and all these things instead of some nonsense that like if I'm willing to put myself out on the line for some like BS, then why can't I put myself out on the line for something that's actually worth it and is going to benefit me and is going to benefit my ancestors. So for me, I'd say what makes it worth it is knowing that there's a blood, uh, there's a river of blood that didn't start with me and has been flowing for a long time and that I just get to play my part in that river yeah. and get to take up that mantle and know that I'm doing something that my ancestors are proud of instead of something that they would be looking at me uh, like sideways or for, for those that don't know what that means, like looking at you sideways is looking at you some kind of way, like, you know, like, what are you doing? So to me, that's what makes it worth it. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. Tara, what would you say? Yeah, so Was Wassam and I are a little bit different on this account. Um, Wassam really loves challenges. <laughs> he <laughs> <bites> them. <laughs> he embraces them with two hands. And I I just, you know, wasn't like that walking into initiation. I was more like, I just want things to be nice. <laughs> harmony let's just have everything be like sweet and like smooth you know and like that's just not what you get in initiation right and I think <laughs> and coming also from the like new age ideologies I think that's one of like the m most dangerous things about new age ideology is that it's like everything's supposed to feel good be sweet be smooth but we actually learn in initiation 
that's you're going the wrong way if everything's sweet you know if you know when you're actually evolving when you're actually growing when you're actually fighting for something there's going to be a lot of bumps in the road it's going to be hard work it's going to be a lot of sacrifice it's going to be a lot of challenge and you know what people don't always realize about the initiation is it's not simply the challenge of you know learning something new or deconditioning yourself or you know going through classes you know there's a lot of non-material aspects you're dealing with in the initiation so it tests you on all of these levels it tests you on personal levels relationship levels financial levels emotional levels Mm -hmm. and so on and it's just like sometimes you get hit with so many tests you just you're just like i don't i can't do it anymore Mm -hmm. but that's exactly when you kind of have to like step up and be like but i'm going to keep trying right and that's Mm -hmm. what we learn in initiation it doesn't matter how many times you fail or how many times you feel like you're failing or how many times you fall as long as you get up and keep going that's good i remember one of the things that and you've heard me say it quite often um one of the the messages i i've had is it doesn't matter how you feel it's about doing what needs to be done mm-hmm. and when you said taking up the mantle it's not about what makes you feel good or what makes you feel comfortable nature isn't like that you don't see nature or sweetness and light all of the time nature has a rough side to it as well as a pleasant side and that's life that's life and when you realize that it's not about pleasure it's about doing what needs to be done and that kind of keeps you going is there anything you would just to round off maybe come to the end and and you both are coming up to your graduation in in the coming few weeks so firstly congratulations for yeah. passing all those tests and growing in the way that you have and i've i've known you uh, with sam for you know as you came in with all that enthusiasm and you've still got it even more so now <laughs> you know uh, which is great to see so I wish you well in the, in the coming time, weeks. Uh, I know you're going back to Meritatu for some more um, uh, steeping in the culture with the center there on pilgrimage. Um, is there anything you'd like to sort of leave the listeners with um, now in, yeah, in, in relation to initiation? Um, and just to say, as you're, you know, bringing this part of your journey to a, you know, a conclusion in a way, but opening up to the rest of your life, continuing that. As we know, initiation is not something that just, you know, starts and finishes. It's it's a it's a lifelong and lives long thing. What would you what was there anything you'd like to leave with the, the listeners to to think about or I think you know the biggest thing kind of from what we were just talking about that I wish I had known before initiation was just that was just about the level of challenge that comes with this path again. And so what I would say to someone who's like considering it or thinking about it, who's explored, you know, Dogon culture initiation is that if you're on that cusp and you're starting to experience challenges, and you're starting to feel like, oh, maybe this isn't possible, or maybe I'm scared, or maybe I have financial issues or family issues, all the things that can emerge just in a human life. I would say just to stop 
and look at where you can grow from those challenges and where they're asking you to step beyond. Mm -hmm. Because some people look at those as the roadblocks to say, this is why I shouldn't do it. Yeah. But actually those are the things that, you know, where the existence is asking you just to take that extra step beyond that challenge or to work with that challenge to grow. And, and that's really what's going to launch you on your next step. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely, you know, send that message to people that when you come up against challenges, you know, you view it as a, like exactly what Tara is talking about, you know, use it as a way to, you know, adjust and to evolve and really, you know, change the way that you're approaching things. And then I would also say, you know, uh, you know, we talk a lot about, like, we live in, we're living in such an interesting time that, you know, there's so much revolution happening in so many different ways. There's, you know, revolutions happening, you know, due to so many different things that are unfolding, whether it's politically, mm -hmm. whether it's socially, uh, you know, you name it and whatever capacity of revolution you want to talk about. And I would say that I would issue a challenge to anyone that is listening to say that, you know, something that your ancestors are probably saying to you in a way or in the, the language that they speak or the mode that they speak to you in but we don't have that context to always understand it, to say that they want you to pick up the mantle. Mm. They need you to pick up the mantle. And your ancestors are waiting for you to pick up that mantle. And the revolution, the revo this time around, like in 2021, in terms of the colonial year, it's not a social one. It's not a political one. We're talking about a cultural revolution. We're talking about a spiritual revolution. Mm -hmm. And I would say that if you have that flame of revolution and you really want to, uh, there's so many people that I know that want to change the world. There's so many people that want to make a difference in this world, make this world a better place. I would say that that revolution starts with you. Yeah. That revolution starts with you taking the time to really work on yourself and being that change that you're looking to bring to the world. And I would say that your ancestors have been ready for that revolution. Yeah. The world has been ready for that revolution. And it's on us to have the courage to take up that mantle of the revolution and to push it forward. So I would say to everyone, don't be afraid to pick up that mantle of revolution and know that this is something that your ancestors are standing behind and they've been waiting for you to pick up and take. Thank you for that. Wonderful. Well, I thank you, Tara and Wisdom, for your, your time with us thank to you share guys. your perspectives on yeah. your initiation journey. It's been wonderful to hear your stories. Very um, motivating to those mm. listeners that will inspire many people. So we, we hope will so. speak to you again soon. And again, I say thank you from Yatepia and thank you from... Big Sun. <laughs> thank you. Thank you guys thank for, you having, for us. having us. See, see you at um, 
graduation too yeah. in the yes. coming weeks. Yes. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.